Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Jim, today's topic considers some insights from men who have experienced what today is considered a long-term marriage. I've been married to my bride, Diane, for 57 years, and you to your angel, Rita, for 55 years. So what can we say that might encourage all married men, whether it's their first, third, or seventh marriage? Good question, Pablo. There are men listening who have gone through the trauma of a broken marriage. Regardless of who was at fault, the marriage was not successful. You were best man at my wedding to read, and you heard me repeat the traditional Christian marriage vow. I, Jim, take you, Rita, to be my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness or in health, to love and to cherish, till death do us part. I remember the for better, for worse part. Over the years, I've heard you jokingly say, Rita got better and you got worse. Yeah, and I had to quit saying that, Pablo, because Rita, great wife that she is, was trying to focus on the good in me. What insights shall we share? Let me say at the beginning, while the Bible says God hates divorce and speaks strongly against divorce, Jesus said in Matthew 19.8 to the Pharisees, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. Then during his Sermon on the Mount, he made it even stronger. Jesus repeated what Moses said, but added to it. And this is what he said. It is also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. God's ideal from the beginning was one man married to one woman, and they were to remain together till one of them died. After the death of a spouse, the surviving spouse was free to stay single or remarry. That is basic Bible 101, clear and simple. Stay married men, period. But in every human relationship, there are differences of opinions, emotional issues, family issues, and personality quirks that can affect the success or failure of a marriage. There is never a breakup in any relationship where one person is 100% wrong and the other is 100% right. One wise man taught me a lesson that can be applied to any failed relationship, even marriage. He said, draw a line from zero to a hundred. Recognize that every person who knows you and the other person will pick a number between zero and a hundred as to who they think was the cause of the problem. For example, let's say that a husband commits adultery, perhaps a one-night stand like King David, or an ongoing long-term relationship like Samson with Delilah, or even multiple affairs with multiple women like Samuel's sons Hophnia and Phinehas. As soon as family and friends hear, they pick a number between 0 and 100. Some might say, I think George is a jerk. He's 100% at fault. And for our listeners' clarification, George is a hypothetical name. 
Another might say, yes, but Candace, his wife, wasn't exactly the easiest person to live with. She'd been abused as a child and never was able to trust and sexually enjoy her husband. What George did was wrong, but Candace was 80% of the problem. On and on it goes. Friends, family, and neighbors pick numbers in the marriage blame game. Forget for the moment who was right and who was wrong. What lessons did you learn about your character weaknesses that by God's grace you are going to change before you enter a new relationship? God is constantly working on our character to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. Living together reveals our true character to our spouse. Marriage can be a character builder if we approach it with grace, humility, and forgiveness. Sounds like the answer I received from a friend who was celebrating his 25th wedding anniversary. I had been married just 15 years, so I asked, what's the secret of your marriage lasting 25 years? He answered with one word, grace. It's all by grace. God's grace and my wife's grace. He was right. Grace and forgiveness are the love glue that holds a marriage together. Let's call that lesson number one. Long-term marriages require God's grace to love and forgive. Early in our marriage, Rita said to me, I could try to force you to change, nag you, pick on you, but I decided instead I was going to tell God what I wanted Him to change in you and let Him do it. Then she said, marriage is not a reform school and I am not the Holy Spirit. Ouch, she prayed, and God began changing me gradually and graciously until I became more like the husband Rita wanted me to be. You're listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. You can learn about our other topics and hear more Men Alive programs at our website, goteachglobal.com. That's goteachglobal.com. Jim, what else can we share to help strengthen those who are currently married? A quick story, Pablo. My friend Bill Russell, now in heaven, was not a Christian when he got his divorce. He met Anne, a nominal Christian, who was divorced, and they began living together. Then Bill and Anne came to a life group Bible study on 1 Corinthians that Rita and I led. Bill accepted that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, His Messiah, crucified for our sins and raised from the dead. Bill was truly born anew, and the change was dramatic. Bill and Ann told everyone about the newfound faith and carried literature to give to anyone who showed interest. Later, Bill requested that I baptize him, which I gladly did. He said, Jim, in my first marriage, my wife and I were both selfish little agnostics, believing there may be a God, small g, but we had nothing to do with him. Then he added these words, If, and I say, if I had known Christ and worked as hard at my first marriage to show my first wife that I truly loved God and loved her like I do now to show Anne, I might never have gotten a divorce. Lesson number two. Long-term marriages require both the husband and the wife to agree to give of themselves to meet the needs of their spouse. Marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Covenants are eternal. Contracts can be broken by a violation of a legal agreement. Consider these words for preserving a marriage. Ephesians 5.25 in the King James Version says, For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. 
That kind of love is described in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 in the New International Version. Here's a test for you, men. To see how well you love your spouse, substitute your name everywhere the word love appears. Love is patient. Paul is patient. Love is kind. Paul is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. I could say, Paul always protects. Paul always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. And the final one is, love never fails. In essence, our love is not to fail. That's why scripture says, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And Mark 10, 9 says, therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Men, time for a reality check. Let's call it lesson number three. Long-term marriages have no back door. It's till death do us part, period. And lesson four. Long-term marriages are a training ground of mutual love and respect for the other spouse's growth, not a reform school to punish errors made by your spouse. I agree, Pablo. On our 40th wedding anniversary, we had exceptional service during our Air Canada flight to England. After one of Rita's classic one-liners spoken to the steward, we discovered later he'd been married more than once and he began serving as I said, Take good care of this lady beside me. She's been married to me for 40 years. 40 years was his exclamation. Congratulations. I'm going to come back later and talk to you so I can get some tips for my marriage. Rita gently reached across the aisle, touched his arm, and with a warm smile said, I'll give you one tip right now. What's that, he asked. Start with a good wife. That's lesson number five, men. Start with a godly wife and grow old together. And lesson six, learn to laugh together. Accepting faults and building up your spouse does greater good than always nitpicking on some issue that becomes an irritant to your relationship. And laugh at yourself. Nobody is perfect. I agree, Pavla. We are all sinners at birth. Some just never make the decision to believe God made them and he makes the rules, especially about marriage. God said quite clearly in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Every young boy listening to this program enters puberty and begins a hormonal battle with his desire to have sex with the opposite sex. And in many historical cultures, it was considered normal for a young man to marry at 17 or 18 years of age and begin a family. Not so today. Today's hormonally supercharged young men are bombarded with a desire to have sex, but told to delay marriage until one has a job or finishes his education and then get married in his mid-twenties or even later. Permit me to offer two observations about premarital sex. In many long-term marriages, both the husband and the wife married each other without having sex together before their marriage. Yes, there are always exceptions, but a man who has had premarital sex with the woman he marries has likely had sexual relations with other women besides his wife. This is often why many couples just want to live together rather than committing to marriage. Living common law says, I will live with you, have sex with you, 
I'll even split the rent with you until someone better comes along. This destroys trust. Long-term marriages are built on trustworthiness. The wife and the husband totally trust each other. No lies, no infidelity, no games, no deception till death parts them. Do all you can to be totally trustworthy before God and with your wife. In closing, picture an equilateral triangle. Put God at the top, write the husband's name at the bottom left, and the wife's name at the bottom right. Notice the closer each one gets to God, the closer they get to one another. There you have it, men. Words of advice from two long-term married men. We're not claiming perfection, just forgiven by God's grace and deeply in love with the wife of our youth. Keep us both in your prayers that we finish well. For a printed program of this teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. His address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at goteachglobal.com. There you will find background information about Dr. Jim, and the second page gives you an opportunity to listen to any or all of the many listener-supported Men Alive recorded programs. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be Men Alive, transformed into the image of 